When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up? It's John Boy and Jake Radio. It is April 26th. Raining over here, Jake. April showers bring in the May flowers. My name is, and I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> we got, we got uh, the draft to talk about. We got the draft to talk about. We got some hockey stuff starting. We got some funny news stories. But first, how you doing today? James, Jimmy, John Boy, I'm, I'm doing all right, man. And, uh, you know, it's a coin flip if I go coffee before the show. Went coffee today. Um, half out of necessity. Had bad bad caffeine management yesterday. The, the big, the, the new popular phrase in the NBA that also sounds gross is they talk about load management, <laughs> like how much the players are putting on their body, but it's just an awful phrase. Um, yesterday, my caffeine load management was awful. Run it through. I was, I, well, basically, I told myself that yesterday was going to be a late night, so I was like, I was pushing off, because normally on a given day, I'm either going to have a coffee and some pre-workout if I work out, or I'm going to have like two coffees or s- something in that area. I, I will say I do try to have one day a week that I try to not have any of it, um, just to kind of dodge that like caffeine addiction a little bit. But like yesterday wasn't that day. Like we were going to have a late night. We were recording. So I was just, I was trying to like push my normal caffeine intake time back a couple hours. It comes to be like 5.30 and I haven't had a sip of caffeine yet. And I, I was just like, I was dragging a little bit. And I was like, Jake, you are a human idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I knew that part. But um, so then I actually, I got a Red Bull because I was like, well, I kind of want to ride the bull right now. Oh, hell yeah. And then, uh, and then I had a couple sips of coffee before we recorded Talking Skanks last night. But um, I'm doing generally well, man. Um, I know you and I were, were about halfway through this West Coast Yankees trip, which is like taking a toll and altering our lives. <laughs> it sucks, dude. Uh, it really sucks. Which is, pre- which is pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, we're like, I know it's ridiculous. Like, it must sound ridiculous. Like, oh, man, Yanks on a West Coast trip. We're dragging a little bit. But, like, we actually are. <laughs> we're just being honest about I it. I mean, my my bed, my falling asleep times the last four days have been 4 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m., and last night I went to sleep at 5 a.m. Yeah. That's miserable. That's miserable. Um, 
Yeah, I had I have a a good joke in the Yankees newsletter, which comes out in like three minutes, I think. So nice. I, I think you'll like it. Nice. Everyone signed. I think I said I said something along the lines of like, yeah, J- Jom's been staying up to up up to three a.m. on average, and Jake's complaining about taking his dog out schedule because he's not seeing the same dog. So who's got the real problem here? So that's where I'm at. Nice. What you what was your day yesterday? So my day yesterday, so we have we have one thing that I, I kind of buried, but I told I told you. Um so if we'll go back, the Yankees win the Yankees win a fun game, uh the comeback game. That oh, was wow. Wednesday night. What are you doing here? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Past midnight. The Yankee Well no, James. That wasn't past midnight. <laughs> that that Yankees game ended at eleven fifty four. I remember, I remember seeing the clock. Okay, but oh, noodle! Someone just stepped on noodle. Noodle, uh, come here, boy. So get over here. So I, you're you're barking at ghosts, man. So I uh, I was still juiced up from that win. We had the nice come from behind win. I had a couple beers while I was watching the game. I watched it with that. The Garrett guy, resident Yankee fan in my building. And so I was like, am I going to go to bed right now? I'm pretty juiced up. Like, I kind of got some stuff I could look at and work on a little bit. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm having, like, a college night. Threw on Avengers, had the laptop open, and watched Avengers. And that ended at, like, 2 a.m. my time because I was too juiced up. And then I wasn't because everyone dies in the first Avengers. So. That's a spoiler. Yeah, and it's not true, but um, so yeah, so that started out my yesterday technically, and then we go on to the Yankees game. They they lose. Um, NFL draft was a lot of fun. NFL draft. I got worried coming into the draft that like I didn't have the same passion about the NFL draft just because I mean I'm so locked into Yankees right now. Um, once the draft kicked in, like yes, like that's that's one of my sport heavens. Um, and we'll we'll talk about that a lot. So with the Yankees loss, it's still a good set. With the NFL draft, I'm gonna boost it up a little more. Give me a six point three. A six point three for Jake on the day. What do you think? How's your? What do you think that makes your week? Kind of interested. Your week's been pretty steady, Jake. It's been a solid week. Five point five, five point eight, six point five, six point three. What's that? Like six on the nose, basically. Yeah, I don't know. Your total average is uh, total average is five point six. He's done with averages. What, what was what was your yesterday? Just a six. Katie made me a nice dinner. That was really nice. Nice. What, what was in that dinner? Like a little fried chicken with a Santa Rita rub and um, rice and asparagus. Ate a lot of asparagus. Wish asparagus nice. didn't make your pee smell like as bad as it makes your pee smell. I ate a random guy's asparagus the other day. A r- and not the sex position. You had a random guy's asparagus? What does that mean? Like there was a guy just handing out asparagus in the elevator and you said, yeah, I'll have some? Two nights ago, I'm grilling. I grilled up some chicky. And um, I mean, you know my general look. Today's the day I've... Today's the first day I've had sleeves on JJR, and it's a Didi Gregorius jersey. 
So I normally walk around kind of like a stocky Adam Sandler outfit. Like it's normally a shorts jersey and either sweats or shorts or something like that. So I throw three pieces of chicken on the grill. I look like the most like late 20-year-old guy ever just throwing three pieces of chicken on a grill. So this old guy starts yakking with me. He's he's with a, a woman who... Um, they're familiar with my dog. They know my dog, but they don't know me. So I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm the guy with the dog. They're like, oh cool. All right. Um, <laughs> so the guy goes, Hey kid, we got a ton of asparagus. Take some walks over with it in hand, puts it on my plate. It wasn't an, it was non-negotiable. Um, so he gave me some Gus a couple days ago. That's nice. And Jim, I did, I did forget one major thing from yesterday. I was excited to talk to you about. Yeah. What's that? I had a dentist appointment. Oh, yeah. You have a lot of dentist appointments. So, yeah, I get a Google notification on my computer, and I don't even use my Google Calendar. I hate Google like I the, Calendar. Yeah, I have the calendar. Like, I use a calendar on my phone. It's not synced to that. And uh, so it's like, yep, dentist appointment, two hours. I'm like, what? So, yeah, check with the girlfriend. She signed me up for a dentist appointment. Uh, hates my teeth, I guess. Um so I go there, and I don't even know, is this a routine checkup? Are we doing a whitening thing? Are they, like, I think they want to yank one of my teeth back there, so I'm like, there's a chance it's that. So I roll in, again, stocky Adam Sandler to the dentist office, and I'm like, hey, Jake, checking in. They're like, oh, all right, yeah, we'll have you in a second. And then they were, <laughs> good Jake line. I was like, so what are we doing today? <laughs> and they were like, this is the dentist. <laughs> what do you What do you think we do here? Uh, so luckily, it was a routine checkup. And dude, the uh, the woman that was doing my teeth or whatever, like very peaceful, relaxing voice. The whole thing was relaxing. Wow, that's good for it you. It was It was a blast because, as I told you, and and you laughed at my last two dentist appointments have just been comedy shows. It's been an episode of Seinfeld. One time they like kept me in there for three hours. I remember and, like we, numbed up. You came back to JGR. You were pissed. They numbed up half of my face, and I was like, "What? What are we even doing here? Um, who? What?" And then uh, the next time something else ridiculous happened. I, I'm blanking on what it was without. But so that dentist experience compared to the ones in the past, it was a blast. Nice. And your teeth are looking. She great. was almost. She was almost a little too quiet. Was she attractive? I would have liked her. I would have liked her to talk a little more. Uh, I, I won't say yes or no, but closer to yes than no. Back in 2008, Jake, 2008, sure. Livermore, California, Gentle Dental, yep. most attractive yes. set of dental assistants ever. It was very intimidating to walk in there as like an 18-year-old high school yeah. kid. I was like, you guys are all like very attractive 24-year-old women. Yeah, there's a little bit of that going on. And they're in like, there. open your um, mouth and let me see the grossest part of you. Well, no, that's probably not my mouth. But no, I've seen a grosser part of you. But um, my toenails are pretty no, gross right now. It was no, what it is like. I I guess if you were doing the comedy movie and there's a dentist scene, you'd normally lean towards the dentist that talks too much. That's like a very generic joke. Your mouth is open, and they can just talk about whatever they want while they have power tools in your mouth. I would have liked her if she was a little more talkative. I, I think she could have brought a little... That would have been a little even more relaxing to me. To the point where, like, during one of the, like, timeout breaks, we were we were going from the water pick uh, to the scraper tool, I think. And I was like, I, I think I want to say something because I would like her to talk a little bit more. So I said, 
was like, so do you have like a favorite part? Like, do you like scraping? <laughs> do you like the water pick? <laughs> and she, she laughed and she was like, honestly, it's probably the scraper tool. I think that's kind of the consensus. That's kind of that. Like her pop, her not Dr. Pimp. That's what I was going to say. Pimple that's what I was just going to say. It's not Dr. Pimple popper level. It's that same, but it's like soothing. Like you see something happen. It's like one of those, what are those like video accounts on Twitter? Like if you saw one of those things just like cleaning a teeth, it'd be like soothing Satis- videos. Satisfying. Yes, satisfying. Oddly satisfying. For yeah. All right, let's go into um, sports. Enough dentist talk. You don't want any more dentist talk. No, I think talk. we did too much dentist talk. Well. The Google Sheet is on the wrong part, so let me start over. The Yankees lost to the Angels. Everything was going good, 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 good. Then everything fell apart. Things fall apart. The Mets enjoyed their off day by taking a team adding to a butterfly conservatory. They start a three-game set versus Milwaukee today. The Islanders are ready to start their second playoff series versus the Canes at 7. The Jets take defensive tackle Quinn and Williams out of Alabama with their first pick. The Giants got their guy and take Daniel Jones with the sixth overall pick. And then they took Dexter Lawrence and DeAndre Baker, and David Gettleman said some dumb things. Boom, 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 boom. Draft, Jake. I mean, Yankees lost. We don't need to say anything about that. Yeah, it was just a bummer. They lost the last game, and they were up four in line for the sweep, and then everyone wants to come out. with. The, they've got a problem now with the team, and it's like, let's, let's enjoy this a little bit. We're doing fun stuff. They head to San Fran, Jim, today to fight the curse of the John Boy. Yeah, go play in that cold weather. Uh, little Mets off day, so don't care, right? Yeah, don't care about the Mets. Islanders start tonight. That'll be fun for our Islanders fans. It's all about the draft, Jim. Nice. Uh, Rusty just said he wanted to hear what Bobby had to say, who we had on yesterday. Uh, hey. They got a they. He hosts Talking Giants. They got an uh, episode out like so quick. I already listened to it. Nice. So go what, what, go to Talking Giants well, after this and listen. What's to a it. thought you could share from it from Bobby? Bobby's a lot like me. Like he right. has no, he sees no sense in wallowing in the negative. Like, right? What's what does complaining about this draft pick do for you after two hours? Like, you get two hours to be like, that was so stupid. What the fuck? What the fuck? And then you have to just shut up and say, okay, well, fuck. This is the situation now. Let's move forward and like deal with it and you know try to be positive or. You know, Bobby's not going to actively root for Jones to be a bust just to be right. He's a lot like the way I am with the Yankees, which is why I think they're a good fit for talking Giants. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, that's obviously probably the best mindset to have, I think. Because, yeah, I think Bobby had the reaction video going where he's like, no, no, you can't you can't do that. Um, But, yeah, I mean, after a while, you have to settle in and. I mean, there's a reason these guys get paid good money. Um, maybe they saw something and they know something. Oh, and no. If they're right. Did you hear get them in the actual quotes? Yeah, I did. Dude, um, I have one we, here. They're so bad. He's such a dumb person when he speaks. Right. Um, but I don't know. I also get a little defensive about that because 
the like momentum of the crowd has swept so far that way. And then I th- start thinking about your girl, Susan Waldman, like the fact that he has a Massachusetts accent. I think that gets him even more hate in New York, which I try to I try to be fair about that. I don't care about the accent at all. Right. And I'm still telling you, like when he talks, he says dumb things. Now, I have a clip here. Right. The first right. thing he said is that he he admitted he saw three series in the Pro Bowl or the um, the uh, not the Pro Bowl. What am I trying to say? Is it Pro Senior Bowl? Senior Bowl. He senior saw bowl. three series in the Senior Bowl and fell in love and knew he was his guy after that. Which in 1980 you can say that and be like, "Oh, my gut knew it." Right. In 2019, you can't say that. Like, you have to be smarter than that now, and you have to at least pretend like, no, we dove in. We really liked what we saw. We watched hours. We did interviews. You know, we like his makeup. Like, you have to. You can't just be like, I watched three series, so I draft him with a six pick. You can't. Even yeah. if that's the case, you have to know that you can't tell the people that. Hey, he might be peacocking in in a year if he's right, though. Well, no, because it, wouldn't people just say you probably could have got him later in the draft than someone else? I mean, yeah, you can always make that argument, but the other, the counter side to that argument is if you get a quarterback, I mean, you've basically filled a need on your team for a decade. Okay. Well, all right. Uh, so you're going devil's advocate mode on this, but now I have to play you this soundbite to see. Oh, I'm not going devil's advocate, but play it. You kind of are. Let's see. Maybe we're going to be the Green Bay model. Can you hear this? Not really. Let me see. All right. Hold on. Quick pause. I don't know why that's so quiet on my computer. I will play it from here. Maybe we're going to be the Green Bay model, Kim. Where Brett, you know, where Roger sat for three years. Who knows? You know? It, 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 it's, it's one of those deals where it doesn't make a difference what position it is. You can never have too many good players at one position. You can never have too many good players at one position. Who knows? <laughs> I may go out there in my car and get hit. <laughs> you don't know, Sal. Okay? You don't know. We drafted it we drafted a quarterback that we believe is a franchise quarterback. That's really the that's really the end the long and the shot of it. We feel he's a franchise kid. If Eli could play for three more years, wouldn't you take somebody at number six to help Eli do that? Well, it's the same. Let me say this to you, Sal. It's the same conversation. It's the same question that Kim asked me. Why didn't you wait to 17? It's really the same question. Okay, we don't know. Life's too short. You you know, you you don't know how how this is going to work. You know, so again, it's it's it, it's it's people drafting defensive tackles when they already have two stud starters. Why are you doing that? Because you can never. It's the value. It's where the the value fits meets the draft pick. There's so many insane quotes in that one minute forty second thing, Jake. That it is, it's incredible. I watched that and I said, this guy won over a room like with interviews, right? That's insane. Like that's that's the part that's that's mind-boggling. They he goes maybe Eli's going to start for the next three years, and the reporter goes, 
you drafted another quarterback at six when Eli may start for the next three years. Who knows? I might get hit by a yeah. car. What? Life's too short. Like, and then at the end, he goes, "You, you." It's almost like he's never heard the saying, "If you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks," because he's just saying, like he says, a guy, a team with a really good defensive tackle drafts another defensive tackle. That's a completely different thing than having two good quarterbacks. Yeah, the two quarterback thing has been has been thrown out a little through the years because that that whole saying started with basically if you have two guys you you don't believe in then you have no quarterbacks. If you had two quarterbacks that are good, that'd be a good thing. You could trade one of them or do whatever. Well, they have two um, quarterbacks that a lot of people don't believe I, in. Yeah, I think I think and and here's the other thing. Here's where I will play devil's advocate is I mean the dude's a terrible the the guy is a press conference nightmare. Like if if they were winning and doing great things, he'd be adored. It'd be like, oh my god, this Gettleman's a quack. You got to check this out. This is awesome. But the fact they've been so bad, and then you come out and say that stuff. I mean, it's just an awful look. Um, but hey, at the same time, they had three first round picks. If Jonesy was the guy that they wanted and they believe in at quarterback, and they couldn't risk it at seventeen. Well, they went out and got him, and now, I mean, your career is tied to him, Dave Gettleman. That's it. So, yeah, Josh Allen was available. Everyone was like, wanted him. Everyone, like Bobby says, like, okay, Josh Allen is available, and they're like going to be offering Rosen in trades now. This is perfect. And then, and then they draft Jones. Not so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's the beauty of the draft, man. It's the beauty of the draft. It could be the worst pick in two years from now. It could be the best pick in two years from now. Lean and worse, uh, zero-star recruit out of high school. It's <laughs> not a joke. Wait, really? Uh, yep. Oh, dude, on Talking Giants, they cracked me up because Bobby goes, we drafted a dude who wasn't even verified on on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's red flag numero uno. Um It'll be interesting to see it. I mean, it it's lines up for disaster. I mean, basically, the reason they drafted him um, is because he can like talk and manage a room, and it basically because his coach was David Cutcliffe, the guy that worked with the Manning brothers. Um, so that's I mean, that's the biggest rip that analysts are saying that I think is right. Like they basically. They drafted this guy because of David Cutcliffe, but guess what? You don't get David Cutcliffe. You're just getting this guy. Um, so, I mean, you're absolutely right. And, Jim, I mean, some of the things I'll be saying about their division rival Redskins a little bit are the exact opposite. Um, but it's that's the beauty of the draft, babe. Yeah. That press conference is 20 minutes long. I took a one-minute thing. That is not the only, like, bad luck from it. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you, uh, he, co- well, he comes I mean, off like a we, Family we, Guy skit. We've we've gotten pretty good at uh, you know, checking in on the New York media. And yeah, if you if you're gonna handle press conferences like that all year, I mean, you you your shelf life <laughs> is very limited. I mean, imagine if like SNL did a parody skit where they had a general manager sit down after a big draft 
And the reporter said, why'd you do this? And they said, we don't know. I could get hit by yeah. a car. <laughs> they, they might even do that. It's like, like I, if I was SNL, I would. It's the worst look. I uh, I understand, like, that could just, he just could be bad in press conferences, Jake. You know, like you said? Right. Um, I'm kind of in the boat that that matters just as much. Like, you have to have a professional front and be able to speak in public for me to believe you're competent at other things. Yeah, to a degree. I, I think it's, it's dude, it's almost the Clint Frazier effect. Like, if if you're peacocking and being a weirdo and you're not playing cool baseball, it's like, dude, stop. If you're doing that stuff and you're playing great, it's like, all right, let, let this quirky bastard roll it. So if the Giants get out to a 3-1 and one start next year... I mean, the, the Gettleman pressers are be fun. He'll he'll be up there probably saying stuff like, oh, yeah, why'd we draft the fucking kid from Duke, huh? Yeah. Um, so I, winning cures all. And, there, Jim, there is a world where if these Giants somehow could win a couple games early, you know, all of these things start to turn back. Like, wait, was Odell cancerous? Does Gettleman know what he's doing? So, as always, winning is the cure-all. Yeah. What, uh... What do you got on uh, Quinn and Williams? I mean, it's it's the Jets picking in in the first round. They they take the guy that um, the guy that probably had the best year of college football. the the only The only reason Bosa basically gets picked before Quinn and Williams is he has the family line. Bosa has the family lineage um, that they're just they're the new like they're sneaking up on the Matthews family, Jim. Um, I think. Dad, two brothers, and an uncle were all first-round pick D linemen. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's basically as safe as an NFL draft pick can get. But Quinn and Williams was incredible this year. He ruined games for opposing teams. Uh, the only problem was because Bama's so good, this was his only year like playing. <laughs> so everyone's like, "Well, we think you're good, but I mean, we only have like you know 13 games of tape on you." Uh, so. It's, I mean, it's very Jets that uh, it's it's funny how much I enjoy, and we haven't talked about this in a little bit, but I love that, like, the Pittsburgh Steelers always have to have, like, that defense, and, you know, the, the Jets kind of have that same mentality, like, we're, if the Jets are going to have a good football team, it's going to be because we're, you know, the beast of the East on defense, so they add Williams to the D-line, it's pretty safe pick for the Jets, Um um, I don't know. Be, be happy for your Jets friends. When I was watching Quinn and Williams get interviewed, I had this old, like I'm older now thought where I'm so much older than the people in this that like, I was like, oh, shit, this guy's just he's just a kid. Same with when yeah. you hear Zion talk or see him react like that monster of a man. Like, that's just a little boy. <laughs> like, yeah, like he's just yeah. a child. And I remember like Susan Waldman when I was. 18, 19, they would call the young rookies kids, you know, that were 20, and I would be right. so mad. Like, they're not kids, they're adults. They're, they're 19, they're 20 years old. And now I'm completely on the other boat where, like, if you listen to Quinn and Williams talk, he was, I mean, I'm not saying this in a rude way. He's full of youth. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's completely true. He's got the big braces that don't help him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you can even see it just in the draft picks. If you see one of the guys who's drafted who's like, 22 like 22 23 and then you see one of the kids who's 21 like even those two years are two big years in a in like the growing up world 
And I mean, dude, that's that's where I still get caught up. I know we link everything back to to the Yankees a lot because this is a New York thing and that's what we do. But Glaber Torres, man, like when we see him make a mistake and he goes full puppy dog Glaber, I'm like, oh yeah, that's a 22 year old kid who forgot, you know, that the midterm test was today. Yeah. <laughs> like I've I've seen my friends with that emotion. You just don't normally see that emotion on, you know, shortstop at Yankee Stadium. Um, yeah, I know. And, and like the new studies and everything says that you don't like fully mature men don't fully mature until 24, 25. I think that fits my life perfectly. Yeah. Um, so I, so I agree with that. Cause for me, I was like, that adds up. That's when I started like cooking for myself and like really like not just drinking to SS and being an idiot. So, yeah. And I, I think there's different levels to it. I, this is a, I mean, Jakey heavy theories. I mean, you know, I already got all my dentist stuff out there, but like, I don't know. I feel like every three years of your life, if you look back at yourself three years before that, you're like, holy smokes. Like yeah. a, a lot changes, you know? Yeah. Um, like, I, I don't know if 29 year old me looked at 26 year old me, like I'm a lot more mature from then even. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's go on to the national news. More draft Heavy stuff. stuff. Jimmy NFL Draft, where all your dreams can come true. We're going to deep dive into that a little more. Uh, Dabo Sweeney gets the largest deal in college football, and he had a nice little wet willy last night. Um, on a slightly sadder note for the national news, RIP to John Havlicek, a Boston legend. Um, guy was like one of the best athletes of his time, got drafted in the NFL as well. Uh, RIP. Nugs lose to the Spurs. There will be a Game 7 in Denver tomorrow night. Am I going, Jim? Nope, don't have any money. Tyreek Hill is the worst person ever, pretty much. And more NFL draft. I wanted to let you know, um, if Noodle's barking at ghosts... That's not on Noodle. That's I would bark at a ghost. That's on the ghost. Yeah, I mean that's pretty. He's he's just trying to warn you. I get that, and that's that's why I keep him around. So I have some um, questions for you. Okay. I don't care about Dabo Sweeney, so we're gonna we're gonna kill that unless you have a a one liner thought. You would like so Christian Wilkins, the D lineman that got drafted to the Dolphins, I believe, out of Clemson. He gets drafted, and they do the video like he's got the double ears. He's on his phone, like happiest moment of his life. Dabo Sweeney gives him a big old wet willy. <laughs> um, and it was because when they won the national title and Dabo was on stage, he gave him a wet willy. So Dabo, two years later, on the dude's draft day, throws us for real wet willy, which shows kind of how cool Dabo is in his relationship with the players. Like, Dabo, if there's a number one millennial coach and now Generation Z coach in the world, it's Dabo Sweeney. Yeah, he's pretty fun. He does the dances and all that stuff. Yeah, and he just, he just gets it. He he knows he knows there's a fine line between you need to let these kids live and have fun while also being a respective authoritative figure, and he has that perfectly. Which is pretty hard to do. All right. Um, yeah. I'm trying to see what else you have on here that we can glance over. R.I.P. John Havlicek. Yeah, I mean, all-time great basketball player. Uh, 
big big Boston sports icon. Pretty pretty sad. Uh, Nuggets lose to the Spurs. Game seven in Denver. Tyree kills the worst person ever. That's um, yeah. Tyree kill. I don't want to talk about because makes puts me in a mad state of mind. So yeah, I mean if if you if you haven't heard the most recent tape, I mean listen to it and it's, I mean it's awful. Yeah, it's uh yeah it's uh if you're if you're unfamiliar, basically it's about um. It's not. It's it's children. He hurt his. They hurt their son. Yeah. So fuck that. I don't even like talking about it. Yeah. Uh, the NFL draft, Jake. NFL draft. What did the Raiders do? They drafted a kid who didn't uh, wasn't even in the room. Didn't expect to go in the first round. So no, the the guy was expected to go in the first round. So Jimmy, we had three Clemson D linemen go in the first round. Um, we had. Uh, the guy the Giants took, um, was it Dexter Lawrence, uh, Christian Wilkins, and then Clellan Farrell was the one the Raiders took with the fourth overall pick. And people had him in like the 16 to 22 range. Um, so A, the fact that Mayock and Gruden are nuts enough to just to, to try to do a buck the trend pick. Like, like if this was the Patriots, you'd lean back and be like, oh, shoot, the Patriots got this guy. They must know something we don't. The fact it's the Raiders, you're like, okay, this is worst-case scenario. I will – and so the problem is with these three talented Clemson guys that were on the same defensive line, people didn't know how to properly rate them because on a normal day you have three first-round NFL picks going up against, you know – ACC college kids that maybe there's one player on that team that plays in the NFL. So it's tough to figure out who's really the best of those guys, right? Um, so the Raiders clearly saw something they liked. I, I checked with one of my friends who's, who's a Raiders guy. He liked the pick just because it, it did fill a need. They needed a defensive end bad. Uh, so if that's the guy you believe in, okay. Um, and I think the other thing, which Jimmy plays into our Oakland Raiders doing the first actual NFL rebuild theory, basically they said they were like, we love the kid as a football player, and we think he's even better as off-the-field locker room guy. Like, we want him to be what we're growing and what we're trying to build as the new Oakland Raiders. So, I again, it... it Right now in the NFL draft, you could defend anything with, well, let's see. <laughs> but you have to see a little bit. And even, I th- I think it really is important for the Raiders that, Jim, even if he's not the 15 to 18 sack Pro Bowl guy, if he's a 7 to 10 sack guy, but he's what they need in the locker room and they truly believe that, for the Raiders, that's kind of an important thing. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what the Raiders are doing. Okay, because I was well, there, I was there other- I was fine with some of the stuff they were doing last year because they were rebuilding and people just didn't realize they were rebuilding. But now, right. I, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, it. I mean, it just it seemed extreme to take them there again. When you go into the draft, it turns into value, and could you have traded down what was available? But if he's your guy, he's your guy. Uh, they take the running back out of Bama, Josh Jacobs. After that. Um, you know, first round in running backs, if you find the right guy and it's who you want, it's who you want. It's, I mean, Marshawn Lynch retired, like, before the draft, essentially. So, I mean, they get a running back, which you, you got to get excited about. And then they draft a safety, safety out of Mississippi State, who, again, it was kind of the same thing. People were saying, like, he's a good football player. Um, he's also, like, really good off the field. I think he, like, 
he already graduated and he's like taking MBA classes and he's just like really, really, really well respected. So they're, uh, I mean, that's what they're doing. Nice. Taking character guys. The Giants did that in 2014. Remember they dra- everyone they drafted was a captain of their college team. It was like the thing. <laughs> it's pretty fun. I was just looking it up to see who it was. It was Odell. You tell me where these people are now. Weston Richburg. Uh, Richburg, I remember him playing the line. I don't know where he is now. Jay Bromley. Bromley, nope. Andre Williams, running back. Uh, yeah, Boston College. I don't know if he's he's still kicking around the league, but Nat Bear, San Diego State, safety. What'd you call me? Devin Kennard, linebacker, USC. I think Kennard's still around. And Bennett Jackson. I just remember that was a thing. Like we drafted all captains. <laughs> it's a de- Dolphinately a tactic. Draft all good guys. <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, that's the bizarre thing about the NFL draft, man. Like, it it just really is nuts. Like, if you're a good baseball player, you end up being a good baseball player, and you could do anything. Like, if you're a cornerback and you're really good at a couple things, and then the team that drafts you tries to do other things with you, and you're not good at those things, like you're done. Yeah. Oh, here's something. I'm going to sound like a pretentious ass, but Kyler Murray's nice. a dumb, 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 dumb. Wow. Hot takes only. I mean, certified dumb guy. Just from this what, one what, thing. What did he do to get to you, Jim? Well, didn't he have, didn't he do bad on like the, the tests and stuff as well? I don't know. I thought I, I thought uh, I saw he, yeah, I, th- I, I thought he had so. a bad, bad stuff like that. Well, he just, he dressed in a pink suit. He said, he, I wish I had the audio. He said it was uh, Great Gatsby inspired because right. the hope of the green light and the promise of the future, you know, he loves the inspiration of Great Gatsby. Sure. I don't know how many other people remember sophomore year of high school, but the message of Great Gatsby is of having the wrong hopes and dreams and being doomed by them and making the wrong choices for the wrong reasons. That's the entire story. The green light represents the unattainable dream that you should not focus on. So, like, I know I sound pretentious, but to anyone who knows what The Great Gatsby is about, just heard Kyler Murray say that and just like, what? (laughs) Dude, what? Yeah, but also Leo in that suit, though. Would be the counter argument. Totally fine if he said that. He said the green light and the hopes and dreams are my inspiration. And the book is literally warning you against that. The whole point of the book. Could he Could he be saying the inspiration like is what you're saying? Like we're just taking it the wrong way? No. Okay. The Great Gatsby is a cautionary tale. So anyone that would be like, it's an inspiration. Right, but could he be saying that baseball was was the... Was the thing he shouldn't no, be doing no, in football was? No, but he's talking about it like football is his green light. So, hot take, he should have chose baseball, I guess. Okay. It's just weird to just, like, throw that out there. I don't know. It was bizarre. It's what he wanted. He's got a, he's got a woman out there. He's got his own Daisy Buchanan that uh, said, I'll only love you if you become a football player. So, that's why he chose the NFL. Now he's going to die. Yeah, I think you uh, you dove too deep into this. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. It's ju- it's funny to just be completely like, that's not what the message is there. Yeah. yeah. All right, halftime. 
Oh. What? What else do you need to talk about? We didn't do much draft. Was there anything else you liked? No. Okay. Do you have anything else? Hawkinson, the tight end, goes pretty high. Uh, highest tight end pick since Vernon Davis. Ed Oliver slips. Talented guy goes to Buffalo. The Steelers traded up. That was fun. Oh, the Redskins, man. That That's the one thing. My Broncos get Noah Fant and trade down. Um, dude, the Redskins normally do bad things. Um, I, I think with Daniel Schneider, that's that's fair to say. They sit at 15 and they get Haskins, which, again, draft and value-wise, they get him. Haskins has the fun quote afterwards that the league done messed up. Um, uh, we, we love a motivated player. Uh, I think the biggest thing, not the biggest thing, but they, they get a quarterback who's, who's well-liked that had a chance to be a top-five pick easy at 15, and he's kind of from the Washington area. So he was like, I feel like... He he is really excited to play for the Washington Redskins, which <laughs> you haven't heard you haven't heard that said about a lot of players lately. And then I guess it was one of these you talk about you know should Gettleman have waited and t- taken Jones at seventeen, which they probably could have. Um, they had the uh, they had a second pick in the first round, and they get the D end that they basically wanted at that same pick. So I guess Snyder came in and basically said you're taking Dwayne Haskins. Half of the football people were pretty pissed off. They get to 26, and their guy's still there. Snyder, shockingly, kind of looks good, and the football people are happy. So, like, I, I don't know. Some, sometimes you got to give a little credit uh, where credit is due, and the Redskins kind of made out well. We'll see. We'll see. And I really, the, and that's, that is the definition of the draft. Like, I was going to say, I like the Ravens pick of Marquise Hollywood Brown, your guy. Because the like the Ravens need skill guys that scare you a little bit, but I mean he's got like a foot injury. So if he is he two injuries away from being useless, or is he Deshaun Jackson two point um, But yeah, yeah. All right, real halftime. Real halftime. Got anything? Oh no, that was. I thought you were saying that was the real halftime. Oh no, now we're in half. Oh, you blew the double whistle. Yeah. Well, I, the first one was a, a fake out. You weren't ready for it. You had more drafts. Right, but after the double whistle, normally the second half starts. What? <laughs> normally when you blow the first whistle and then the second whistle, that's the end of half. But half. we erased the first whistle because you were upset I blew it. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. It got blown away. So you think halftime was you talking it, about the when draft? Do we, when, do we, when do we play the first whistle again? There's only one whistle. I hit this. It's the same whistle both times. Same whistle? It goes double whistle both times? Yeah, it's just one button. How about that? Oh, that's why I was confused. Yeah, we can't spend the halftime doing the draft. That was the other stuff. So, uh, Oh, that's what I was spending my halftime doing, baby. I'm going to finish this iced coffee. I've, I've switched iced coffee because the weather's changed a little bit, and it's nice. I like iced coffee ten times better. You just drink it faster. I'm saying. Oh, i got to start making my cold brew again and get real hyped up. There was some company that I had cold brew of, and it was really strong. It was crazy. Crazy stuff. Nice. Hundred and like thirty episodes in, and you thought it was two different whistles. Well, it used to be. No. Well, we used to just have the single whistle. No. Time for the news. Remember? We had a for like five episodes. It was a three 
and someone said that's the end of the game, not halftime. So I just took off the third. But I've never done. So it was a different whistle. No, it's the same. Well, it's the same thing. I just chopped one off. But we never had a. <laughs> well, we're we never had a single. The amount, we never had yeah. a single whistle. We never had a different wingle for the first blow and the second blow. But it was different for like five episodes. Yep. Yeah. So okay, hundred episodes. Thought we had different ones. Well, crazy. Anyway. A man used a dummy to cheat the carpool lane and got caught. A parrot that tipped off drug dealers to a raid is taken into custody but is remaining silent. A Fairfax County police officer hit a cyclist and then gave him a ticket. Pranksters swap the audio files on Lime Scooters so they make suggestive and offensive comments to the riders. And a Chinese marathon runner shit his pants mid-race, but still won. Afterwards, he said, even I couldn't stand the smell. I read the news today, oh boy. Some good stories here. Yeah, I mean, I'm calling liar on the marathon runner because you did, you stood the smell. Um, the article's really funny. And, like, this is a good tactic. If, uh, if, good tactic, if... He just does this all the time. Second place, right behind you, right on your tail. Just shit with your pants. Always. Yeah. It, it could backfire, though. Could motivate them to run faster and get around you. He did say he never wants to remember this race again, and it was terrible. Um, but he, this is my favorite quote from it. Um, he said, uh, hold on. He said something about, like, I definitely felt lighter after I defecated and it helped me run faster. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I was really relieved when I crossed the finish line. It seemed I had more power after I excreted everything during the race. I definitely would have run faster if I didn't have this episode. If I didn't have this episode. Agree. We concur. Wu said the unfortunate incident was possibly down to the wet clothes he was wearing. What? Mm. Who has ever shit themselves because they wear wet clothes? The ocean would oh, be God, is, the ocean would be miserable. Is it, is it raining right now? Watch out. <laughs> it's like that scene from Get, Mean Girls. <laughs> you're gonna want to stand away from me. Oh my god. All right, let's all go to the pool. Well, no, not I, because oh. I get those poop pool. I get those wet legs. But then he said, or maybe it was because I had a piece of bread and drank mineral water. But I don't think it was because of what I ate. I'm going with the uh the wet sh- wet pants theory. <laughs> uh that's the r- most ridiculous thing. Why'd you shit yourself? Oh, dude, I had wet shorts on. You would yeah. have done the same Come thing. <laughs> yeah. Believe me, if you were in my shoes and you felt how wet these shorts were. It it, it has everywhere. to be pretty kind of. Is it demoralizing or the opposite when you come in second or third place and someone's like, what happened? Like, dude, the guy in front of me shit himself. Like, I'm not competing with that. Yeah, I'm I'm glad I didn't win if that's the deal. He said he wanted to stop and go to the bathroom, but he really wanted to beat the African runner and win the race so he just shit himself he was having a hell of a race i mean that's that's when you decide if you win or lose a race (laughs) that is perseverance right there 
I mean, yeah, if we're talking about athletes and the mindset, once you decide you shit your pants to win, you have to win. Oh, yeah. Like, once you have shit down your legs, you get kicked into a whole nother gear of, well, now, like, this wasn't, yeah. this isn't going to be not worth it. If you shit your pants and finish fourth, that's the end of your career. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's happened many times. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm doing it right now. Yeah. How about these pranksters that swapped out the audio files on Lime Scooters? Uh, so I never ridden a Lime Scooter. You have more knowledge of this area than me. Yeah. What Lime Scooters make noise? So when you activate them, it makes like a do 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 do. Um, but like that's really it. Um, so I guess when you're activating it, like you scan it. There's a QR code, and then it kind of makes the beep beep noise, and you're ready to go. So what? these geeks must have done is gone in there and however you change audio files you know put instead of the beep 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 um you know plays plays lewd things to the customers a real pranksters prank dude do you want to know what oh my god these pranksters are pathetic they have the yes. technology and the skill set to do this to change the audio right this is what they went with jake when right. the when the scooter was turned on, instead of the doot 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 doot, it said, "Don't take me around because I don't like to be ridden." Oh yeah, hilarious! I was ready to be on the prankster side if what they made the scooter say was actually funny. But it, in right. the end, this is a this is like a uh, high school science club. Yeah, I mean, if the over-under was 16 on the age of the pranksters doing this, I think i go under. And, like, the um, the pure, innocent 16-year-olds that, like, don't swear. When they, when they return the scooter at the end of the journey, the speaker would say, No, where'd you go? So, I was ready to be on the prankster side. Lime is very upset. This is not funny. I agree, it's not funny. I wish it was funny. Yeah. At least uh, ro roll out some jokes next time. Dude, the president of Lime, sp the spokesman, Nelson Savin, he said, it's not mm. smart. It's not. It's definitely smart. It's not funny. It's definitely not funny. And is akin to changing a ringtone, which is like the harmless thing in the world. So I don't understand. If you're, if you're saying this is bad, a bad thing to do, compare it to something bad. Yeah, he might just be saying the actual... Like active. Doing oh, how it? how easy know. it was. Oh, like they're not smart. It's the same thing as changing a ringtone. Oh, okay, I get. Yeah, that. this was a little jab at the kids. Yeah. Um, it's disappointing that someone has taken this opportunity to poke fun at members of the community in a hurtful way. What? It wasn't hurtful. They were just trying. Like their intentions were just to be like playful and funny. But they're just not funny. Um, what do you want to do next? This parrot that's in jail. Um, I feel like we always end up there. Um, I I think I want to go to the uh, the police officer that hits the cyclist and gives him a ticket. Yeah. Well, there could be a that's bad. Day. Well, there could be a twist here. What if the cyclist was in the middle of the road? Or like, what if you know what I mean? I mean, I'm I'm assuming that is what happened. Um, the car the officer was turning right at a red light. Um, 
55 years old, minor injuries. Okay, we can keep going. Um, I think this story has a little bit of controversy because it was a write on red. Um, I, I think there's a little bit of police officer versus, versus normal people debate. Um, but just, I mean, all time bad. There's a video of it, so I'm going to watch the video and give you play-by-play. It's a 20-second video. So the cop okay. car, we've got the dash car here, is coming to a red light. He Is he doing a full stop? Yeah, I'd say that's a full enough stop for me. And, oh, oh, wait, 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 never mind. This, that was confusing. It happens in the distance. Oh. Um. <laughs> cop car's to blame. Okay. Cop car inches out to make the right on red just so we can get a better view of like what cars are coming, you know? But the biceless is trying to cross the street. They're both kind of inching in, but whatever. Cop car's like not in the right for sure. Right. That sucks. Cop cars do that here. Uh like I turn left and this cop car just was flying. And then he had to slam on his brakes because I was turning left. And then I had to do that thing where I have to, like, now change my left turn where I have to go really wide around him. Right. And I wanted to look at him like, dude, you, what the fuck? But then he just gives me a ticket or something. Right. I'm in a, no win. in a town of 300 people, so. No win there. Next story. A parrot was taken into custody after nearly spoiling a raid while playing lookout for two crack-dealing suspects by repeatedly yelling, Mami, policia, mami, policia. The phrase means... Mama, police. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Fucking. Uh, police, <laughs> police encountered the unnamed parrot at the home of the two alleged crack cocaine dealers perched inside a small brick one-story home with a windowless facade. Can I tell you something, Jake? Yeah. Since I've been like, I had a blog where I blogged every day a couple years ago. Now we have this show for like six months now. This is the third sure parrot crime related story it's come my way in the last two years or parrot talks like one time the parrot outed a wife for shooting her husband because he kept repeating the husband's last words don't shoot don't shoot i'm over right. i'm over parrot and law stories okay that's fine i'm over them. i i don't even like i didn't even find joy in this if this was the first yeah, parrot I mean, it, story i heard maybe i would have the parrot is an easy tweak to basically any regular story. Like, this normally would just be like, uh, you know, cops raid drug dealers. But because there's a parrot there, now it becomes more of a story. So I, I, I'm, I'm with that. Yeah. Like, you can't just throw the parrot multiplier on every story. Yeah. Yeah. No, not into it. There's one more story on here. Was it worthwhile? I forget what it was. Oh, the man used a dummy to cheat the carpool lane. Tale as old as time. This also isn't anything original. Yeah, but I I thought about doing this because I had a mannequin when I lived in California. Right. Um, but she was headless. We got her at a garage sale. Her name was Alexa. She was headless, though, so it wouldn't have worked. When I commuted right. from Sonoma State College to my house in Livermore, the carpool lane was easily 45-minute quicker drive. Right. And so I would do it. I got caught once. Big fine. But I did it probably, like, you know, a lot of other times. 
How much was the fine? It was like 300 bucks. I mean, how many times would you say you use the that lane, though? Once a week. So, I mean, I don't know. If you if you divvy up that $300 per every time you used it, it's probably kind of worthwhile. Yeah, I would have paid that tax. Yeah, exactly. Now you can in California. If you have the easy pass thing, you get fast track. You get yeah. it no matter what, which is sm- that's so smart. I like when the government has yeah. smart ways to like make money and help taxes and roads and shit like that. That's right. smart. Um, but whenever I got tickets, it was this bad system, Jake, in California, because whenever I got tickets, I would go to the judge and, and say, you know, I'm plead guilty. But just by showing up, they give you a lighter fine. So it dropped it from right. 300 to 150. And then you can opt for community service, which is now 15. That's 10. They back then they charged $10 an hour. So it's 15 hours of community service. And the first time I did this, coaching little league was little it was community service and i coached my brother's little league team so i there was and so there was no punishment for speeding right and i was like okay well um i'm good the next even better the next time the little league didn't count anymore you had to do like a sanctioned one i had to work at a dog uh animal shelter and clean up dog shit not bad not bad. You do it for four hours, and they'd mark you down for an eight-hour day because they were like nice. Right. So, yeah. Because you're picking up dog shit. Yeah. And I, you do that with without charity now. Yeah, dog shit, dog vomit, all that. Yeah, but it used to be the the pit bulls that were like unadoptable in the back. Sure. And they were just like mean and just shit everywhere, and roll around in it. It's gross. Pretty gross. Mm. Pretty gross. I, you know, it was like that uh, marathon runner. It's like even I can't stand the smell of this. But but you did marathon runner. He did stand it. Maybe he was gagging the whole time. Would you if he was gagging? Would you allow that to be? He couldn't stand it. Um, no, because he stood it. What's can't stand it then? Like he has to t- go change. Done. You can't stand it. Yeah. Right. Better the day, it's the better the day. Better the day, better the day. Better the day, better the day. Jakey, Jakey made another mistake. He went with his heart. The Yankees let him down. He's now got a one and three record on the week and can he salvage it he was close to breaking 500 now he's got a ways to go to get back even to even jake are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna turn this ship around today or are you gonna do one more bad bet and then turn it around next week what's your goal i don't know man this is this is the first time like you mentioned i hadn't had a two-game losing streak in like three weeks four weeks this is the first time i felt like oh i might i might be getting cold mm-hmm. um so i'm i'm gonna mix it up a little bit cricket huh i'm gonna stay baseball okay and i've got an over under i like jim Okay. Chicago versus Arizona, baby. Cubbies D-backs. Okay. Where where is it? It's in Arizona. Arizona, Chicago. 
And who are you taking? What's the what is the line? Who's favored? The over the oh, over, over under, under is nine. Oh, over under, nice. I love over. Over under. under, oh yeah, Jimmer. Okay. Over under is nine. Uh, the game is a pick 'em because we've got. Both teams are playing decent ball. Arizona's 15 and 11. The Cubbies are 12 and 11, but they're the Cubbies. Hendricks versus Robbie Ray, a couple good pitchers. I'm going under, Jim. I think I think this it's games are starting to kind of mean something. Like you can't have cobwebs anymore. These teams have two of their better pitchers. They're going to go out and push today. Great baseball term. Um Shove or push? So yeah, it, under hits. Okay. Under 9. I got to get some info on this one. I love over-unders in baseball. My favorite bet word sure. that I actually like looking at. So the last couple games for the Cubs, Jake. Let's see how they've been doing offensively, okay? That's what I'm looking at first here. Mm-hmm. Take a professional approach. Wow. Okay. We got one run. Seven runs, seven runs, two runs, zero runs, five, six. So uh, two sevens, one yesterday. What does that tell you? I don't know what that tells me. Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks, like you said, they're having a good season. Ah, They've been putting up some runs. 12, 11 in the last four games. They had a 12-run game and an 11-run game. Also a two and a one. Also a one is... Yeah, 2, 5, 11, 2, 12. And then, is Robbie Ray still good? One. Is he going to get traded? Yeah, one's, one is the five games back, though. It's too far back. Uh, unless that was yesterday's game. Baseball reference is slow. What's up? Is Robbie Ray going to no. get traded? Side question. Uh, Depends. D- depends how their season goes and how he's doing. Hot take. Hot take. Uh, yeah, pitchers have been doing good, Jake. Because all the evidence says that it sh- you should be right. Jakey, Jakey, about to make a big mistakey. And I think that's a really, really good reverse bet, Jim. You think so? Yeah. Okay. You did good there. Yeah, well, I mean, everything was lining up, and you've been cold lately, and I got to get away from your cold streak. That was a that was arguably your best bet since we've started doing this. Nice. Brian Clark in the chat just asked, "When is Maben coming up?" He's up. He was up yesterday. He's starting today up. for the Yankees. We will uh, talk about that. We think. No, he is. He yeah, is. Yes. Lineups out. No, but Maben told oh. Hoke that he is starting, and he's excited. And it was reported they're starting today. So that's that. This is the end of the show. It's Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Here's the best song ever. Thank you for listening. If you want to do uh, the whole review thing, we've been stuck. We've been stuck, Jake. Stuck. Been stuck at the same number of reviews. And there's people that listen every day. Never even subscribed, rated, or review. So rude. I thought we were family. We're family. That's my miracle quote. See ya. Mamacita, te necesito. Soy herida. Pass all the words I know. I shoot tequila from Costa Rica. I gotta tell ya. I gotta tell ya. Best friends, you are my friend.
fucking best friend.